Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. We are so excited because we have another guest on our show today. Hopefully it's more exciting than just hearing Sam and I ramble for hours. No, I'm just kidding. We love to talk, but it's always fun to have a different perspective. And we have another guest and her name is Dorsey Standish and she is with Chief She's the Chief Mindful Officer of Mastermind Meditation in Dallas. And we know this episode, you guys are going to love it because we've been personally meditating. We're like total noobs. We've been meditating for the last probably two or three weeks. And I'm very sad that I broke my long streak um, of like over two it's weeks. okay. You'll get back on it. I know. Anyways, I we've been doing using the Calm app, which a lot of you guys have been messaging me about. And... um. It's, a, it's an app on the App Store. If you guys haven't heard of it before, it gives you daily meditations that are 10 minutes long, and they're just it's super easy to follow. So if you're a newbie and actually you listen to this podcast, you're like, I want to try it. That's what we've been using. And I don't I wouldn't say it's like, oh, I feel this huge result, but I definitely feel like it's helping me stay present and not be as distracted with everything. Other t- I mean, it's still a work in progress, let's be honest. But um, I wanted to kind of share a little bit about, about our guest and before you guys jump into the actual interview. So Dorsey is the Chief Mindful Officer of Master, Mastermind Meditation, which I said before. And she brings research back to mind, mindfulness and mindful movement to clients throughout the state of Texas. So it's not it's obviously about being focused, but there's research backed science to it that she talks about in the actual interview, which I think is super interesting because it's not just like, oh, it's kind of like working out. You're not just like, oh, I'm doing this for my health. You know that there's research based facts. Obviously, we hear all over the media and same meditation. I know it's not probably not the first time you've heard of it. So it's really important to, just to be more informed about it and kind of see where you can fit it into your lifestyle. She actually has a kind of similar story to Sam and I. I mean, not the same, but she worked a corporate job corporate job um, in mechanical engineering for Texas Instruments, which she shares a little about in the episode. And she basically felt very stressed and had to kind of take a break from work because to clear kind of her mental health. And that's how she got into it. So she has transformed her own work, health, and relationships. She left her corporate job at Texas Instruments to share the power of mindfulness with others full-time, which I think is so amazing. Sam and I are both very much advocates for doing something you're passionate about. And obviously, she found her passion through her own mental state at her corporate job, which I think all of us can relate to. And her teachings combine neuroscience research with her experiences in John Kabat-Zinn's mindful, mindfulness-based stress reduction and multiple weekend and 10-day silent meditation retreats, which she shared to us about. I don't know how it would be very, very difficult for me to do a silent retreat, but I think it just shows you that you can kind of grow your practice and involve it. I mean, not into that, but it just shows you how far you can take it. And she talks about their workshops that are upcoming in Dallas in the next month in February. I believe it's February 23rd and March 23rd. And you can get more details on those on their website and at the end of our podcast. So we hope you guys enjoy the interview. Hey guys, we're here with Dorsey Stanish and we are so excited to have her on our show today as a guest. We're going to be talking about meditation, which all of us could use. So we'll get right into it. So if you could just tell us a little bit about 
meditation, obviously about your background. Obviously, we know that you, we've done some sessions with you and you've kind of motivated us to start and kind of keep going with ours. So you want to just share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Alexis. And thanks, Samantha, for having me on. I'm happy to be with you ladies today. Um, we've done a few private meditation sessions together and it's been awesome to practice with you and share um, simple techniques that can really transform your daily life, um, relieving stress and improving your ability to focus. So I'm the Chief Mindfulness Officer of Mastermind Meditate. We're a brain health consulting company here in Dallas and we go into corporations and special events and bring science-based, research-backed mindfulness tips to busy, stressed-out people like all of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've shared a little bit with you guys before, but I, I'm a mechanical engineer by training. I worked in the corporate world at Texas Instruments for about five years as a uh, design engineer and program manager. And it was during my you know monthly travel to Asia, um, through product launches, and just the everyday stress of life yeah. in the corporate world completely overwhelmed me and I was already at that time practicing yoga I was actually teaching yoga as well but I didn't have a daily practice of stillness at all mm -hmm. and I ended up having to take a few months off of work because I had such a mental burnout oh, wow. just like a mental health crisis yeah and so that's when I turned to mindfulness meditation and I, I'm self-taught you know I read tens of you know 20 books um i started going on silent retreats using the calm app which we'll mm -hmm. talk about and teaching myself to find some sort of calm some sort of control over my crazy mind you know mm -hmm. um and when i got back to work after that time off it was like i was a different person i mean wow. i had recommitted to a practice of checking in with myself every day i was getting work done faster i was happier healthier um and since then, you know, in the past four years, I've taken that knowledge and that learning and my personal experience and brought that to other people here in Dallas, how you can simplify and improve your life with mindfulness meditation. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you guys know that Sam and I are super stressed and everybody is stressed. That's what I was saying when you were yeah. saying that you were at your corporate job. I feel like that relates to everyone because yeah. everyone's at their job. Everyone's unhappy and overwhelmed and everyone feels like they could use some time off. Like literally they felt they're on the verge of, I know I felt like that. I had very bad panic attacks and anxiety when I was at work and I that's probably why I left originally but I feel like so many people can relate to what you were going through yeah one of the principles of mindfulness that I love is we can't control what happens outside of us but we can always control how we respond and we react yeah so even if it's not the corporate job, it's like your dog barking yeah. or like something yeah. else crazy that happens. And so we can't fix that or change that, but we can change how we respond to what happens. Yeah, to us. for exactly. sure. I think that's such a good point to make. And like she was saying, we were doing one of our sessions and our dog Lucy started barking a lot during one of our sessions. <laughs> and obviously we, we were like losing focus and like in the practice, but it was so true what she was saying because obviously we got interrupted by her barking and we were able to like move on and kind of continue like you would with your life, but it was a very good little lesson. So obviously like I know Sam and I, we've been using the Calm app and like kind of trying to, we tried getting into meditation last year, I think, because someone had told me about it. But I think people are so, they think there's just so much information out there on how to do it and it's, it can it can be overwhelming. Like I think it can seem like very daunting because I feel like a lot of people, it's like a big thing to do, but also I know there's ways that you can start, like even for a beginner, kind of like with running, like there's so many couch to 5Ks. I think there's probably like stuff I would imagine similar for meditation. Is there something that 
you know, for people that don't really know anything about it, can you explain like what it is and how we can kind of get started at the even as a beginner? Yeah, for sure, Alexis. So just if we back up a minute, like just the idea of meditation in general is a practice of focusing. It's a practice of training in to, to be able to focus on one thing. And just like we go to the gym to train our bodies, mm-hmm. meditation is like going to the gym for your brain, right? Um, mindfulness meditation is one type of practice where you're orienting your attention to the present moment. Um, that helps a lot because our brains are wired to be like planning way out in the future or mm-hmm. thinking about the terrible mm-hmm. things that happened yesterday, right? And we're yeah. rarely ever here. Yeah. There's this quote that I love, um, an anxious mind lives in the future, a depressed mind lives in the past, mm-hmm. and a peaceful mind lives in the present moment. Yeah, so true. So mindfulness meditation helps us train our brains to be here and now. Um, when we talk about paying attention to the present moment in this mindful way. We're inviting in a little bit of flexibility, curiosity, not so much that judgmental kind of that autopilot that we can all have, right? And so it's great to have a mindful attitude and research shows like the benefits of a mindful disposition. But the reason that we practice meditation, that's the formal training time. That's like, I'm going to the gym and I'm doing my reps so that yeah. I feel a certain way, yeah. right? It's like mm-hmm. you have to put in your time in a formal practice to right. reap the benefits of mindfulness in your daily life. So what we'll talk about today is um, some ways to start off with a really short formal practice of meditation, perhaps using the Calm app, because mm-hmm. I know we both like that. Um, and then we'll also talk about some informal techniques that you can use if you want to um, de-stress just in the moment. Do you want to dive into how you want yeah, you can talk about kind of like with the Calm. I guess that was my next question because I know someone recommended to me last year the Calm app because I was using, I think I was using Headspace before and I just, I don't know. I think you have to kind of find like the right one that works for you. I think Calm, well, I guess you can talk a little about Calm, but I, we've been using that and we love it. So I guess you could talk about that and then you can go into like stuff during the day, I guess that you can do or like yeah. throughout the day. That sounds great. Um, yeah, so we, and we also, um, my company Mastermind has a resource guide that I'll send to you guys. You can post on the show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that has a lot of apps because they're like, it's just, you know, there's not one type of uh, meditation or one type of app that's perfect for mm. everyone. You have to kind of find yeah. what speaks to you. I know I read an article um, yesterday. This woman said, you know, the guy on Headspace is British and he sounds really smart and he makes me feel smart when I meditate with him. You know, yeah. it's like, that's like totally silly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the reason I didn't yeah. like it. So, I mean, not to be like rude. I just, I mean, it didn't, I, I don't know, really, it wasn't. I don't really remember Headspace, but I think it's true. It's like anything, it's like finding a workout class or a kind yeah. of workout that you like. It's whatever fits Exactly. You have to try yeah. and find what you like best. Yeah. And I think one that, that's worked really well for me, which and for you guys too, is the Calm app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best rated app on the App Store for meditation and relaxation. And they have everything from like calming music to sleep stories yeah. to a daily calm, which I love. That's how I got started. It's a 10-minute um, daily meditation with a different yeah. topic every day and an inspirational quote mm-hmm. at the end, which is kind of a cool way to start your day. Um, but they have longer series about gratitude and forgiveness and self-compassion. I mean, um, anything you could really want to learn more about, the Calm app is a great digital resource yeah, for that. Yeah, for sure. Another um, app that I like a lot for millennials is Simple Habit. Oh, I think um, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's their whole tagline is five minutes to, you know, to a better life, basically. Mm-hmm. And they try to get you to commit to just a few minutes a day. Um, 
whereas Calm has one teacher, um, mm -hmm. this Simple Habit is a collection of teachers. Oh, okay. So I actually have a couple of meditations on there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a, a broad base of teachers, a broad base of meditation styles. And obviously the whole idea is to create a simple habit of doing something for your brain every day. Oh, cool. I'll have to look at that one. I mean, I've, I think I've heard of it too, but that's like the, like the Calm, it's one lady, right? It's a one lady. Yeah, that, Tamara Lee. Yeah. And I like, I like, personally, I like her, it's calming to me, but like you were saying, some people might like the British or different, I don't know, yeah. personal preference. But. Yeah, I think when you decide like you want to make something like this a part of your life, you give yourself like one to two week trial period mm -hmm. where you try different apps, different methods, different times of the day, and you just experiment to find that one thing mm -hmm. that's like, oh, this feels like a reward, this feels good, this is something that I want to do. Every yeah, day. so you recommend for someone, obviously like, let's say like they're starting tomorrow would you recommend like an app like that to start like for the like what would you recommend for a beginner yeah so i would recommend that today is a great day to start yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so you're right i want to share like with your listeners that we before we started recording this podcast we took three belly breaths together mm -hmm. And we just breathe into the belly. Um, it's a simple way to calm the central nervous system by touching into the vagus nerve, which is on the front of the body. Um, and so if you are motivated to change your life, it's not really, it's like a diet. You don't start tomorrow. It's the best, yeah. the most yeah. th impactful thing so is to true. start right now. Yeah. <laughs> so take a couple deep breaths if you're listening to this and get started on the journey. Um, if you want to commit to say like a morning formal meditation practice, I I was so type A, such a perfectionist. I was doing one and two minute meditations when I first started. Like that was all I could do to sit mm -hmm. still. Sometimes I'd have to lie down so that I could actually like be still mm -hmm. for those few minutes um, yeah. because my brain wanted to get going, yeah. get started the day, yeah. you know? Um, but it's from a neuroscience perspective, the most important thing is building the habit. So having, you know, a time to yourself in the morning to train your brain, to bring yourself to calm and focus, even mm -hmm. if it's just a few minutes, you can easily expand on that habit. It's like you guys drinking water and celery juice yeah. in the morning. Your nutritional yeah. routine has expanded, yeah. <laughs> but it started off with like one little habit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And I definitely think, I mean, I'm sure people listening can relate because I'm a super type A and I'm like... I do the meditation because I know I need to do it, and I'm trying to get in the habit of it. But Alexis is like the one she she has it on her. Well, we both have it, I guess. But I usually do it with. I'm like the leader. She's the leader of it, and I'm like for me sometimes like I did it this morning, like ten minutes. My mind was like wandering, and I know they say like it's okay, like don't be hard on yourself, like just come back to the breath. But I do feel like some days I'd probably be better off doing like because I I can't even like I mean I know it's better than it's good to do and you get you, it's a practice, but. I, like we were saying, where you can't sit still and your mind's wandering. Like, I, I know that they say that that's, like, the time that my – the minute I start meditating or any time of the day, that's when I start, like, thinking about everything I need to do and, like, thinking about, like you were saying, the past and other things. So – but I do – I think – I do like the – like you were saying, the different apps just because – guided one just because if not, I feel like that's all you're thinking about. It's I think it's probably when you become more advanced, you can probably – I don't know. That, at least for me, I can't see myself just staying still and, like – focusing on my breath myself more than like 30 seconds and like I think we were just out of town and I had been on it I was very proud of myself I was like been on a streak for like mm -hmm. I don't know over two weeks and then we didn't do it Sunday or Monday I don't know what day it was and I was like all not mad but I was like oh like I took I stopped one day because I was in such a habit of doing it every morning we even did it um 
I think Rip, I think said no, we didn't do it Monday, so we did it Sunday. We did it together in like our hotel bed. And and then Monday we were just like too busy. I mean, I could have made the time. I hate people say I was too busy, but whatever. So we didn't do it Monday. But I felt all not guilty, but I was like annoyed that I had messed up my streak. But I think it's just important, like you're saying, to have the habit of and like to do it for yourself. Yeah, you guys bring up so many good points too about meditation. Like sometimes people don't I've had clients that are like I don't want to, like, stop and sit yeah. still and, like, know what's up there. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know it's in my brain. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like, our meditation time, especially when we're distracted by thoughts a lot, it's almost like taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. Like, just old stuff mm-hmm. comes up and we're like, yeah. oh, thank you, I yeah. see you, and goodbye. Yeah. And yeah. so it may not feel super peaceful, but yeah. it doesn't – there's no right or wrong way to yeah. meditate. Okay. So even if it doesn't feel meditative, like blissed out, even if it's like, wow, my mind's really active today, um, it's still a valuable time for checking in with yourself and training yourself to come back. So the yeah. most important part – research has found that the most important part of your practice – the moment when Sam realizes her mind is wandering that morning and she goes oh my gosh and then she brings herself back Mm -hmm. so you're activating the frontal regions of the brain associated with attention and focus and emotional control and you're training yourself to bring yourself back no matter how you're you know um, how you're triggered how you're activated how you're distracted Mm -hmm. it's those brain muscles of bringing yourself back that's why we train yeah that's so interesting and i think and also on my end brings an interesting point because i feel like people think like when they hear meditation they think okay it's like yoga like everyone knows yoga is good for like you know stretching and like the uh-huh. physical aspects of it and i think people think meditation like okay it's only like when you just be if i'm stressed out but it's like there's science behind it too that i think people don't think about like you were talking about the different parts of the brains how it it um, activates certain parts of the muscle that it's definitely like before I when I was doing something called map app a couple months ago like last year I wasn't thinking like oh thinking about it as like exercise like you were saying where it's like something you need to you know like if you would go to the gym and you're training your muscles is the same kind of idea so I feel like it's interesting for people to think about it that way as opposed to just like I mean there are great aspects of it but thinking about I think that I don't at least for me that makes me want to do it more because it's like something you need to train your body basically to do Yeah, exactly, Sam. And, you know, like there are some people in my like students that will meditate a couple times a week and that'll be like, it's better than nothing. It's like working out, right? Right. Like it's better to work out a few times. But the research shows that a daily practice, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. even of just five minutes a day is where you start to impact the structure of your brain, how you function on a day-to-day basis, how you process emotions, um, how your central nervous system responds to events. Mm -hmm. I mean, having a daily practice is sort of the baseline for seeing any clinical change in how you show up. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting, like what you were saying about kind of like making your mind, turning your mind to come back. Cause I know there was one of the call you probably listened to it, but one of them, <laughs> she was saying your day, like you say, like when something else comes like a distraction, like in your mind wandered, you say like, thank you, not now or something. You're not like, you're just missing it, but you're not like getting mad at yourself. Because, I mean, obviously, it's natural for other thoughts to come in your mind. But you just say, like, in a con- like not getting mad, but just say, like, thank you, not now. Like, you'll worry about those thoughts later. Because I think the entire – almost every day I do it. I mean, it happens every time. I'm always thinking about what I need to do, how much time I need to get ready because I do it in the mornings. Like, what do I do next? And, like, all the stuff that's going on after. Or thinking about stuff that's in the past, like you were saying. And I think I have to constantly – I mean, there's some days that are better than others, mm-hmm. but – Sometimes I'm just like, oh my god, this feels like it's been so long. I have like a million itches, which I want to ask about later. <laughs> like to this morning, when I did it. My neck was like itching so bad. And I was like fighting. I was like trying to think about it. And eventually, like I had to. I I couldn't. I was like getting enraged. I couldn't. 
I couldn't, but I know we talked about it in one of our other sessions, like that you just have to like not think about it, and it usually passes. But um, that's another subject. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I love that, Alexis, because I think you know when we first start meditating, it's it can be really frustrating before it feels like it's helping. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because there's so much going on in our brains, Um, and truthfully, if we're it's like we can think about it like we're training a puppy, right? Mm-hmm. Like our mind's like a puppy. Yeah. And it's never been trained before. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really know what to do. And we're trying to get it to behave right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, like, you would never hit a puppy, right? Yeah. Like, you would never, like, yell, hopefully, not yeah. too loudly yeah. at a yeah. puppy. Or you're going to have a really inflexible, inflexible, terrified dog on yeah. your hands, right? And so that's, like, we're training our brains that they've never been trained. We've been alive for how many decades, and we've never tried to train our brains before. Yeah. And so it's like they're little puppies, and they respond really well to rewards, to nice affirmations, mm-hmm. to treats, you know, mm-hmm. like good job. Like every time you come back, rather than focusing on the being distracted and going away, focus on the coming back and congratulate yourself. Welcome yourself back to the practice, back to the breath every time you come back. Yeah. So I think for, especially for us, like type A, you know, Mm -hmm. go, go, go. Mm -hmm. We want to see results. We want to do things right. Um, It can be hard to bring some compassion to the act of meditation, but we're never going to stick with something that feels like torture, Mm -hmm. right? And so treating ourselves with warmth and friendliness can really go a long way in maintaining a long-term meditation habit. Yeah, I think that's so true. I know, and I know, speaking of the warmth, I know when we first did our first session, you were saying um, to kind of have a space where you meditate or something that feels common to you. Mm-hmm. Could you go into a little more detail for like someone starting out besides just, I mean, obviously if you travel a lot. It's, you know, you might not have the same kind of space every day, but can you share some tips on like, if you're starting out, like what you recommend for like having um, like a space and all of that? Yeah, sure, Sam. So um, it's really helpful to have a meditation space for a few reasons. The first is just practical. Like when you walk past it in your house, you it reminds you that you have this thing called a meditation mm-hmm. practice that you do. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that it, it trains the brain. Like, okay, it's when I sit down in this special meditation space, that means it's time to meditate. Yeah. And so it primes your mind for more calm and more focused during your meditation session. And the third thing is it makes it, like you mentioned this idea of warmth, like having a collection of pictures that are important to you, of maybe a comfortable cushion or a chair that you like to sit in for your practice. Some people like to have a candle, some piece of like a plant or um, a rock or something like that. Um, Anything that speaks to you and encourages you to feel calm and grounded is going to be a great thing to include in this meditation space. And it really just adds to the habit forming aspect of a meditation practice, having this sacred space for yourself. And also it makes it enjoyable. It makes it something that you want to do every day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, I think when we met last time, I think we were talking about, we still haven't like made a space. We just do it on our couch right now. But I know before I was doing my bed, like when I did this last year, I was like sitting in my bed and I would get, I think my mom, she saw my, she follows me on Instagram. Well, she only follows us too. And she saw that I was using the comments. I guess she downloaded it and she was like, yeah, I did it, but I fell back asleep. I was like, well, where'd you do it? And she was like, oh, I was in my bed. I, it made me so sleepy. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I used, that used to happen to me. I would get so tired. Even sometimes I'm sitting because I, I used to ask you, like, what's the best time? I know we do it in the morning. I know we talked about this. So, like, what do you rec- – I mean, I don't know if there's the best time, but okay, I'll let you answer that. 
Yeah, so research shows that you, no matter what time of day your, your mindfulness practices, you still get the same mm -hmm. scientific benefits from it. So it's really, again, back to that idea of personal preference, what works best for you, um, when are you most likely to do it and to stick with it. A lot of my clients, and including myself, I'm a morning person. I do the, the biggest chunk mm -hmm. of my practice in the morning. Um, but I've also, one of my New Year's resolutions this year was to do a nighttime meditation mm. as well and have a yeah. nighttime routine. So that's been, I actually take a bath and do a bath oh, meditation. Wow. I love that. And so that's a beautiful way to end the day. That's not kind of like, you know, chaotic yeah. and like, yeah. or watching a screen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's how mine is every yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, any time that, that suits you, some, like some executives that I work with will do a lunchtime walk yeah. in the middle of the day. It's really, but it's like. Find something that you do every day that, that you can mm -hmm. really fit that practice in to get the most benefit. And I was going to ask, like, since we were just talking about, um, I have some other questions, but since we were just talking about, obviously, we ha we just had an interruption with Lucy again, barking at the door. <laughs> um, what are, like, some tips that you suggest for, like, distractions, like, noise, and, like I said, itches, and just, like, falling asleep? Like, what are, like, some tips, like, obviously, that happens to everybody, yeah, it's so fun to normalize it and to have these open conversations about the craziness that happens yeah. during our meditation <laughs> practice. So, like, here's an example because we all do this. Say you're working at your computer on a really important project and your you, your phone lights up with a text mm -hmm. message. Yeah, and you want like so badly you want to look yeah. at the text message, but you know it's best if you just mm. keep your focus on your computer. Yeah. So that's kind of how like meditation can train you to keep your focus on your computer yeah. and keep your, or keep your focus on your breath in this case, rather than giving in to the distraction. Mm -hmm. So just like Tamara Lovett said on that calm uh, meditation you were talking yeah. about, Alexis, it's, it's not about pretending that distractions don't exist. It's about mm -hmm. acknowledging that you have an itch, that you have a repetitive thought, um, whatever that Lucy is barking yeah. really loudly. <laughs> wow. And you can even say, Oh, hello itch or, mm -hmm. Hello, sadness, yeah. you know, whatever is there. Um, hi, Lucy, yeah. are you barking? You know, yeah. <laughs> this is really, you can even say like, hello, wow, this is really aggravating. Or like, you can give it if you need to yeah. like talk about it a little bit to make yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. um, but again, coming back to the anchor of focus at that time. So typically we use the breath as a starting point mm -hmm. or sensations in the body. Um, one of, you know, the things we talked about in one of our sessions was when you have that itch that happens, mm -hmm. if you acknowledge the itch and then come back to your breath or to your point of focus, the itch usually disappears within a few seconds, you know, a few minutes, it goes yeah. away. And that's so much like life. Like we will think that text message we're getting is so important yeah. and we have to check it and then we'll get back into our project and we'll forget about yeah. it. Yeah. And we'll have, we'll be in that sense of flow. We'll be accomplishing things. We'll be effective. Yeah. And it's like, we need to train ourselves. We need some sort of training ground for our brain, just like we do for our bodies mm -hmm. so that we can show up effectively and a hundred percent in all these areas of our life that are so important. That's yeah. so true. I know with work, I mean, it happens to with everyone, like the executives you work with or just anybody in general, like moms or whatever, because even like this morning, I like so much, I feel like I wake up, we did the meditation, but I'm like on my laptop and we've been jumping on our rebounder. And like, I'm like caught up on my computer and then like I get, like an email comes in and like it comes at the top of my screen. I'm like, oh, I need to like see what that is. And then I get distracted from when I'm the blog post I'm working on or whatever the an the thing I'm answering on Instagram. And so like it's so important. Like I know, like you were saying, like I'm trying to train my body. We have a long way to go. But um Alexis, kind of I'm so glad you said that though yeah. about notifications because 
there's something to be said for training yourself to deal with distractions. Yeah. And there's also something to be said for eliminating some of the yeah. distractions. Yeah. Like, you don't have to get that bar of notification yeah. that your email came yeah, in. I like, know. So, sometimes, like, you know, taking away some of those distractions yeah. can be really helpful so that you – because every time you make the choice to come back, that's willpower. That's, mm-hmm. you know, like a muscle that you yeah. you don't want to have to make the conscious choice to avoid yeah. distractions, if at all possible. But yeah. that's a whole nother. Yeah, that only makes well, sense. Well, I know, like, speaking of, like, social media and, like, uh, notifications, I know a lot of people say that they move, like, the Instagram. I know because it's, like, something I click on all the time. They'll move it to a different part of their phone mm-hmm. or sometimes they'll delete it all together. But I know for me, it's, like, a habit. I'm, like, bored. I'll just, like, not even bored. I'm just, like, mindless. Mindlessly, yeah. like, open my – swipe open my phone. And I'm, like, I click that button because I know I'm just, like <laughs> – I'm not even meaning to go to Instagram, but I'm just, like, hab- habitually, like, I just click it. So, like, I guess another tip like, I don't know if anyone's ever – if you talk about that, like oh, moving yeah. it to like a different part of your phone on your, well, I guess on your iPhone or whatever. Yeah. I think so often we pick up our phone as a way to check out. And yeah. So I would invite you like the next time you notice you're doing yeah. that, check in, take yeah. a breath, take one of those belly breaths yeah. first and notice what's going on. If it's mm-hmm. boredom, if it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite apps for creating more space with digital content is actually called space. Mm. So what you can do is you install it. And then if you wanted to click on Instagram, it would make you take one to two deep breaths before oh, Instagram. I need to download that. So that. it's delayed gratification, right? Yeah. It makes you breathe and feel into the moment. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite apps. I am actually heading down to Houston tomorrow to do a mindful digital detox class for a group of event planners. And so we do a lot of like healthy engagement with technology and how to use the principles of mindfulness to help you engage better with more awareness and be more effective, right? Because if we're like, you know, in a million places at once, it doesn't really help anyone. (laughs) And you're not like, you're not doing a good job at your task. Um, well, I guess it's kind of, we were on the subject, we kind of got off of for a little bit, but we know, like, obviously Sam said that I'm kind of the leader in the meditation route. Like, there's, there's so been some morning that she has a dead, I mean, she's busy or whatever, she's a boyfriend, and like, I get it, but, um, what, what do you suggest, like, for people that have someone, like, a partner or someone that's not doing it, and, like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so, in my own experience and in working with clients, um, when we first adopt a new habit or we're trying to make a big life change, it, it can kind of affect the people around us too. Um, and I know for me, I've been wanting to be that ringleader for my partner and be like, we're going to meditate. We're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to wake up this time. And the truth is that the only person we all know this, but the only person you can actually control is yourself. Yeah. And so if you're going to, create a healthy habit, it should really be for you, not because you think your partner needs to meditate. (laughs) I will say that, you know, my, my parents are both these like high strung lawyers in DC and both of them have done meditations with me when I've gone home for Mm -hmm. Christmas. Not because I like beat them over the head with it, but because I practice every morning and they're like, what are you doing? My little sister um, flew to Dallas to do one of the mindfulness workshops with me and she has a daily practice now. And it's again, not because I'm telling her what to do, but because she sees me, she actually saw me take baths every night and do the meditation. And she was like, now she does that. You know, yeah. her boyfriend's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm relaxing. This is part of my routine yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And so I've had the most success in in my own life and with my students in their lives by starting with yourself first and making a commitment to a change that you want to make. Um, just practically, if you're sleeping in the same bed as someone, um, 
it's not, and they sleep later than you, mm-hmm. having your meditation space in your room is not going to work. Yeah. Because um, okay. I've, I've had clients that like creeping over the other side of the bed in the morning while their boyfriend's still asleep to do their meditation. And you really want a space where you feel mm-hmm. comfortable and you can yeah. make noise, have your cup of coffee, yeah. your celery juice or whatever. Yeah, you're not stressed out that you're going to wake right. them up or other yeah. things. Exactly. So having a separate space out of the bedroom if you're sleeping with someone else to do your meditation mm-hmm. is really helpful. And then you know, remembering that it's, that it's about you. It's about your benefits that you're seeing, starting with an even smaller time. Um, if that's helpful, like two or five Mm -hmm. minutes and then finding, if it's not your partner, find someone else in your life. Like you guys are great accountability Mm -hmm. buddies because you live together. Um, but find someone else in your life that is on this path and wants to bring more belly breaths, more mindfulness into their daily Mm -hmm. life so that you have someone to tell about it so that you won't be telling your partner, you should really, you know, yeah. I feel like they will, most people will come around like you were saying. If, yeah. I feel like everyone struggles with this kind of thing. I mean, it's just like working out. Everyone knows when you be doing it. Right. So it's not, I feel like if it's not someone you live with, probably someone at work would want to do it or one of your friends might want to do it if it's not someone that you live with. Yeah. And even following the, you know, the Daily Calm on yeah. Instagram, like, you know, I had one person idea. sign yeah. up for my workshop in March and say the only mindfulness experience I have is following Calm's <laughs> on Instagram. That's so funny. <laughs> but something that makes you feel like a part of a bigger community. Yeah. That's yeah. not just you. Yeah, alone. that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously why we wanted to hear more about your workshop since you were just talking about that. But before you ended that, what are – because obviously people know meditation – you were saying like it's good to train your your mind and stuff. What are some of the brain health benefits? I know there's more than just like calming your body down, but like I know there's a lot of benefits that go with it too. Yeah, for sure, Alexis. So um, actually mindfulness was brought to the U.S. in the 70s as part of a program called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. So stress reduction is a major part of the benefits mm-hmm. that mindfulness has been studied to help with. Um, a lot of mindfulness benefits are around reducing stress, reducing pain, reducing illness, things like physical illness and also mental illness. Mm -hmm. So anxiety, depression, um, other symptoms, but that's kind of like treating some sort of condition, right? Mm -hmm. Um, even if you don't have any of those things, there's nothing like there's no crisis in your life. There's no immediate health problem. Mindfulness has still been shown to give you an overall sense of well-being. Um, your physiological indicators, like your resting heart rate will go down, your heart rate variability will go up. You'll have lower levels of cortisol and adrenaline, mm-hmm. which we've talked about yeah. a little bit, that adrenal fatigue that's so common in our culture. Yeah. Um, just a healthier physical body. Actually, people who practice mindfulness have been shown to weigh less as well. So have a healthier weight. Um, they get better sleep, which yeah. is always something yeah. fun. That affects so much. <laughs> yeah. And sleep affects everything. Um, But truly, you know, even if you, um, you know, just want to feel better, you can also look at the brain health benefits around um, the improved focus. So we talked a little bit about resisting distractions, but the ability to focus 100% on something like a project that's important or a loved one who's telling you something that's important Mm -hmm. or being with your kids or your, Mm -hmm. you know, someone you want to just be fully there. Yeah. So that benefit of training your attention really comes in handy in daily life. You'll see some benefits there. 
Um, they even did one study where they had these heavy multitaskers who were just doing a million things at once, mm-hmm. and they had them do just a 10-minute breathing meditation, and their performance on the tasks significantly improved oh, wow. after wow. the 10 minutes of breathing. So that, you know, even just 10 minutes can kind of give you a reset and mm-hmm. allow you to engage differently with what's around you. That's so interesting. The I last, mean, yeah. Okay. No, no, you're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'll say is like that same brain network for attention actually controls your ability to regulate your emotions. So say again, like Lucy, sweet mm-hmm. Lucy barks mm-hmm. and she's going to do it now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She's like, I heard you on command. Yeah. And you're, you're triggered. Your, you know, your fight or flight response is activated because of the loud noise. People who meditate um, have a stronger frontal lobe, stronger frontal lobes, which I mentioned earlier. And so they're more able to bring themselves back to their rational mind after being triggered, whether it's by a dog bark, being cut off in traffic, mm-hmm. by a rude email, an Instagram post, you know, mm-hmm. whatever triggers you. Yeah. Having more control over your ability to pay attention and bring your rational mind back mm-hmm. online is so helpful so yeah. that you don't go into that downward spiral yeah. of cursing someone out yeah. or like ruining your whole day right. because of this one little thing yeah um so go to the gym for your brain yeah I know. <laughs> so it's i mean i'd be i already were was convinced because after we did our sessions with you all of us it makes so much sense but i hope that listening to this is not and helps people that are listening not just think okay it's for everybody like i need to do yeah. it but whatever because i think you know with this it's like you're saying if you don't find enjoyment at the beginning which i think it's hard to mm-hmm. at the beginning you're like oh whatever i don't need to do it and it's kind of that match you're like well, it's fine. Like, I, I, I don't really need to do it. And so until I think you get – it's like the exercise where you get – you realize, like, how important it is for you. Mm-hmm. Just because people are getting so sick. We were watching um, that yeah. Heal yeah. documentary. I don't know if you've heard of it. But we were – we haven't finished it. But I knew some people – I put in my story and some people were asking me what I thought about it. It's on Netflix. And it, it talks kind of about your mental – Kind of like what you were just saying. Kind of what you were saying about how much it affects your health and illnesses and how people have either, like, changed their life around or they've had, like, different um, injuries or illnesses and how much the men- their mental state and how much, I guess, the, the meditation, everything like that, how the much that, that changed their healing process. Okay. So I feel like it's becoming more of a thing now, but I feel like they're seeing how much stress is causing illnesses. It's not, I mean, I think it is a lot about diet and I'm very passionate about that, but I also think it's, it's both. It's stress too. That's because it, it activates all these things that you're saying, the cortisol and all these things, mm-hmm. weight gain, which obviously all those things make you unhealthy. So I think it's so important for people to realize, you know, I yeah. hope it helps them realize that they need it. Something you should, should try to incorporate. Yeah. yeah. And so we, I want to ask you, we know, obviously you guys, you mentioned some workshops. So where, and then you said, I'll let you guys, I'll let you kind of share more about those and how often they are and what they are. Yeah, for sure. So we give you, for everyone listening, we give you guys kind of this broad overview of mindfulness and meditation and how important brain training can be for your life. And I hope that you'll take away, you know, you'll look at the resource guide, some of our favorite apps, maybe you'll check out Calm, you'll start a one or two minute daily Mm -hmm. practice. I also want to you know, talk just briefly about the benefits of an informal mindfulness practice. So Mm -hmm. we've mentioned this idea of belly breathing. Mm -hmm. So even if you are just taking a few belly breaths throughout the day, like that is a mindfulness practice. And that is a beautiful place to start. I have a, one of my clients is a radio broadcaster. And so she has this little routine she does in the morning. She pulls into the parking lot. She takes three belly breaths. She looks up at the sky because it's expansive and it changes her perspective. And she sprays a little spritz of lavender and she she goes into her work day. So it's, 
it's like sometimes these little habits can move mountains in your lives. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why Mastermind Meditate has created a course called Mindfulness for Beginners. It's an eight-hour brain health workshop that we're offering in downtown Dallas in February and March. And it's everything from, you know, what is mindfulness? How did this you know, what's the evolution of the practice? How do I practice it? What kind of benefits can I expect from mindfulness? Um, we'll talk about the benefits of acceptance and letting go, um, self-compassion, compassion for others. And really the, the hallmark of the Mindfulness for Beginners course is allowing you to leave with a plan for a daily mindfulness practice. So that includes both your formal um, commitment and then also these informal practices that we've touched on a little bit here. Um, it, I taught, we had a sold out, um, mindfulness for beginners in January. So there were 60 people and just hearing like, wow, this weekend was transformational. This was deeply healing. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, it's, it's just mindfulness, mm -hmm. but it's brought to the public in a, from a brain health perspective, yeah. mm -hmm. really relatable, approachable. Um, and even just what we've done a little bit here of sharing that, like that itch in this morning's yeah. practice nearly killed me. <laughs> like, yeah. I do it. Yeah. And just being in a room with other people who are on the same path, we talked about the value of community. Right. Um, and so mastermind's mission is really to transform the DFW area from the inside out with these mm -hmm. brain health based mindfulness practices and mindfulness for beginners is a great place to start. I think we'll post this on the, the show notes, but you can go to mastermindmeditate.com and you'll find the links to February 23rd and March 23rd. Um, we'll be at the Hilton Canopy in West Village. So beautiful views up on yeah, the top floor. Yeah, that's where it's a pretty spot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, I, and I know that Sam and Alexis, yeah. they're going to be joining yeah. me for one of these. Yeah, yeah we want, definitely want to do one. <laughs> so, yeah. It, I mean, it seems like everything we've learned, even through this podcast or even the sessions we've done with you have been so eye-opening to me, even though I've already, like, it, even for me, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure for someone who's never even heard about meditating or they've heard about it but don't know anything, I mean, I already, like, looked stuff up last year and even learning, like, meeting with you and doing these sessions and learning about these um, workshops which has been, like, really eye-opening as well, so. Yeah, and we're, like, we I've been sharing on my Instagram stories that we're using to come up. I had some people message me saying what like where do you get that app or what are you using because people I, I always assume people know what I'm talking about and so I think you guys should definitely try it and if you are in Dallas or if you're from Texas or you have friends in Dallas you guys should definitely check them out and do you always have a social media account that you guys post up onto if you want to share yeah. where they can find you we are at mastermind meditate on Instagram and same thing on Facebook and that's all linked through our website as well perfect well we'll definitely share the links to all those in the show notes like she said and if you guys have any questions at all you can always message us and we hope you guys will definitely start meditating or incorporate some kind of practice into your daily routine